Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This is the Devil's Podcast. My name is Joe. I'm joined by Mr. Stephen Housen. How are you doing? All right. Not seeing you in a bit. That's a lie. We just sat there. Mm. Not seeing you. I didn't see you yesterday during the game. That's no. what I mean. That's what I mean more than, more than that. Not been on a video with you for a bit is what I mean. You haven't been on a video for no. a bit. No. We're not on that many together really other than no. match day stuff. That's what the lawyer asked for. It's a sh- we're going to be talking about Jane Sancho. We're going to be looking at a little bit about... There's, there's been an article released which may or may not shine a light on some of the sort of more sinister sides of United's... Not sinister, but kind of upsetting and annoying sides of United's practices uh, that seems to be corroborated somewhat by some of the things Romano's been talking about today, uh, Fabrizio therein. Um, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be looking a bit about who United have been linked with, who United are trying to sell, because we're shit at selling players as well. Let's not forget that. We're not just bad at buying players. We're shit at selling them. And we'll get into that in a minute. We're going to get into that as well. Before we go any further, I've got a request for you. Smash that like button like it's a Glazer family member. Oh, dear. What What should we try and aim for? 600 likes? Everyone who watches the video should hit that like button. Yeah, that'd be great. Realistically, mm. it's only fair. otherwise, do you like the Glazers? Yeah, that's a good point. Fucking smash the like button. Smash. Hit it, jab it. Smash Maybe it. jab, jab, jab cross. You know, mm. one of those. And then Sonic Boom. What's that from? Street Mortal Fighter. Kombat, Street Fighter. I never played Street Fighter. I'm old. I played a bit of Tekken when I was a kid. Tekken was alright. Tekken was good, yeah. Yoshimitsu was my favourite. Do like you know King, what? I found out the other day, head. Um, one of those documentaries on Netflix, mm. how they did the animations for Mortal Kombat. I've seen that. It's so I've seen the clip on Twitter where it's literally people, isn't it, doing it? And then they like chopped it down and like... They like gift them up. Yeah. Mad. And good. even like the flying kicks, there's a guy sat on a step. Yeah. And doing this. Uh. It's very impressive. Um, this article then we've been talking about... What's All right, yeah. Let me, let me pull up the notes for notes. it. Um, so there's a we've, we've named it there's a, an article going around on Medium today um, which is called Jaden Sancho the Circus Strategy uh, I'll give you there's a lot of bullet points here so sit back and we'll give you them bullet points in the meantime I'm not seeing the likes tallying with the viewers which means that you all love the Glazers so smash it right but the club strategy has been consciously to drag its heels through the last three months of the window Interesting theory. Mm. Uh, the club's happily orchestrated this seemingly never-ending media circus to avoid fan outrage at the lack of urgency. Well, that failed. Mm. It's it's almost like... On point one. The, the suggestion is that by making it obvious that we're going after Sancho, it shows that we're at least trying to sign players. Is that the point there? 
that's what this guy yeah. seems to claim. The problem is, though, at some point that window closes mm. and you're left there kicking rocks. Yeah. Like, what happens after that? Anyway, point two. Yeah. If the revenues fall by more than costs, uh, cash flows out the door. It's got in brackets cash burn. Uh, the longer the cash burn continues, the trickier it becomes to justify spending more. Right. This is a club that's... Oh, anyway. Point three. Uh, United have backed themselves into a debt-dictated corner such that they have little choice but to be more cautious than just about every other football club. What? I can see that. In borrowing from the financial markets, United have made more contractual promises to its lenders and therefore faces unavoidable constraints. The Glazer family have been have tied the club's hands by having to abide by certain rules invoid, uh, imposed upon them by their lenders. One such constraint is that financial covenant, the protective legal clause associated with the club's lending, requires the club to make a minimum level of profit. It requires that United generate a minimum of a rolling 12-month earnings before interest, tax and depreciation amortisation of 65 million quid. So every three months, MBFC's lenders will tally the previous 12 months of EBITDA to test whether their amounts are, are more or less than 65 million. If not, the club is in trouble. So, uh, put that in a little bit simpler terms. Basically, every quarter the clubs, the club has to show that it's it's up sixty five million. Mm. Now, I'm sure there's external circumstances that can be de- um, explained away, like if you've lost here in like, like a transfer mm. window, but there there's going to be payments due um, from TV, from prize money, from that sort of thing. It can balance out. Um, I guess over the last twelve months, six of that being with no football, you'd also expect. I mean. I've no idea what the total figure is for season tickets, but they've not given us the deadline for when we need to pay yet because obviously they're waiting for things like the government announced yesterday, which is no fans allowed at elite sport. For so maybe six, another six months. The stuff as well with the 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 way that the, the payment works and stuff, as we saw with uh, Barcelona, wasn't it? They sold Artur to Juventus for sixty million, and they bought Pjanic for sixty million. And the way that the the, the payments work, amortization. Yeah, Joe. you can. Call, you can claim that the money you got from your player is part of this year's earnings, but the money you are spending on the other player is broken up over three or four years. That's called it. night out spending. Yeah, sort of yeah exactly. Crack. So, so I got paid today, yeah. which means I can go out on the piss tonight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's basically what they did. Um, and I'm sure United do similar things with the way they structure and the way they declare things as well. Um, the first few points there about we are tied to the way lenders will allow us to spend and the things that we can do are very much sort of constrained by the money that we owe people. Whilst I don't know the specifics of that and I'm not entirely certain this person does either, that doesn't seem unreasonable to me that the more money you owe the banks, the more more say they have of how you spend the money you earn. Potentially. Let me get through the rest of the bullet points. So it says, given the financial pressure caused by COVID, um, this might be why the club has not made a marquee signing. Debt-laden clubs have uh, debt investors to answer to. Matchday and merchandise revenues are declining. Therefore, the club's worry of um, achieving 65 million minimum is high. Mm. Um, Unless the club reduces its debt... Um, by way of shifting players, uh, for example, or if revenues begin to increase, the club most most likely breach its minimum financial regulations towards the back end of the season. 
A signing such as Sancho um, is simply impossible before other overpaid and underplayed squad members are moved on. The combination of Romero, Pereira, Delo, Jones, Rojo, etc. earn over £20 a year in wages, and if these players were moved on, the club would have a much easier breathing room in relation to its covenant to make marquee signings like Sancho. Um, But like you were saying, on that front, if you have got um, if you can manage to get 20 million, 22 million off the books mm. in wages for those lads because of player amortization, yeah. you could give him a six year contract and you can pay then 20 million a year along, uh, along that. Obviously, his wages would come on top of that, which wouldn't be insignificant for a marquee signing like Sancho. But that is a way to squeeze that under the books a little bit. This is the first I've heard that United need to achieve this 65 mm. million pound minimum thing. Um, and we should say that it maybe take it might need a bit more looking into before we can say for yeah, certain that that's uh, yeah. the case. I'll, I'll say that. I, I like I said, it's the first I've heard of it. This guy's wrote an article on it, so going off the back of this article, that would potentially suggest that. But can I just say though, if you are Manchester United, mm. right? This guy seems to say like it thinks that it will appease fans by us being linked with players. Well, I'm sorry, you. There's an issue with expectation there. So if I say to you all day long, Joe, I'm going to go take you out for a big fancy meal. Mm. I'm going to take you out for a big fancy meal. I'm going to take you out for a big fancy meal. We are, mate, we are going. We're going for, we're going for steak. We'll get some champagne in. We're having it large, yeah? And then I go right at the, 10 minutes before mm. we're supposed to, to go. Seven. Yeah, I go, pound saver menu from Mackey's mm. or nothing. Yeah. And you go, well, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, so I suppose I'll take the pound saver menu, but, but fuming. I feel as though I've been fucking lied All dressed to. up. Yeah, exactly. All dressed up. Yeah. Now I'm eating a fucking McChicken sandwich. Yeah. Right? And I think if United wanted to be honest with us and say, we've got these financial constraints and we have to work within those financial constraints, one, you wouldn't get rinsed by buyers or sellers. Mm. Because they would go like, well, you've you've been out there. Like when Spurs was uh, building a stadium, when mm. Arsenal built a stadium, all these people building stadiums, people know oh, they got no money. Mm. So if they came out and said, we got no money at the moment, um, but instead you've allowed, and I know that they've they've been very serious in their pursuit of Jadon Sancho. Well, if it was all for nothing, why? So do, do you think there's a chance then that the likes of, you know, I'm, and I'm not defending Edward at all because from what we've seen of him in the last seven years, he's not particularly good at his job. At, at the very least, I think we can all agree on that. But in, in this instance, assuming this is true, th- these constraints are being put on, on him, and he's the one who's pr- presumably having to mediate between the Glazers who are saying, we're fucked if we spend any money, and Solskjaer saying, I don't give a shit, we're the biggest club in the world, buy me some players. It's a, it's a fucking horrific job to have to do I'm not again take Woodward out of it because personally all that stuff is different but it's a it's a horrific situation to be in where maybe we do want Sancho we know he's worth 120 million the reason they're trying to stagger these payments out is so they can say look well actually we've only spent 60 million this year and then it's 30 and then it's 20 or whatever 30 and 30 whatever they want to do but if you're in a position where you know we've got we we have the money in theory but it's being paid for other shit that it shouldn't be being paid on i.e. debt then it is a tricky situation where we need to get the most we can for Smalling, and 18 million doesn't seem a lot. But like I said, if those five players cumulatively are earning 20 million quid a year, that is a sizable chunk of money, and especially if it's the difference between we've earned this money, this threshold, and and not, mm. then it, it could be very important. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't see the benefit. I don't see the the, the sense in 
promising everything no. and delivering literally nothing. No. Like, if you want to... If you said, look, we're skint, yeah. we'll try and pick up some bargains, uh, we want to strengthen the squad, but there's financial constraints upon us, and then the fans would be like, well, all right, well, he did his best. But when you come out and you go, we can do things in a transfer market others can only fucking dream of, mm. and then you don't sign anyone, or you're, you, you, you're linked with massive money deals, and you're, you're obviously leaking things to the press about... Yeah. Kula Bali and you're linking them sort of about Sancho and, and everybody yeah. and then you do nothing and then go oh well, we're skin and you're like well fucking say it then yeah I th- to be fair I don't think that there's a there's a way out even by saying that if you say we've fucked up so much that we've taken all the money out for ourselves and we've left it to the point where the club can't sign players you might you might get people off Woodward's back but you, the the pressure on the Glazers, which let's face it, are the people controlling this operation, mm. would be ten times higher than it's ever been, wouldn't it? Like would, you might say, well, fucking hell, Woodward's had a tough job, hasn't he? That we didn't know about. We thought it, he, but but the the pressure on the Glazers, and they're not going to allow the public side of Manchester United to be told we fucked up so badly that you can't sign anyone for a few years. Not yeah, not only that. I mean, I'm sure Woodward has got a desire to be liked. I'm sure yeah. you know, he doesn't want to be the the focal point of the ire of an entire fan base because no. that's got to suck. Yeah. Um but maybe that's why he gets paid like 100 grand a week. Oh, I'm not I'm not defending him. I'm not I'm not saying I like him by any means, but if if this if we've restructured because there was a restructuring in what was it 2018 which was I Oh, think, it's constant. We've spent over a billion and a half restructuring and financing debt and still owe 500 fucking million. Which is more than we owed when, when they bought the club. Wasn't yeah. it 400 and something when they bought uh, it? No, 600 I think. No, was it? So uh, it's only gone down a tiny portion over those years. Yeah, but we also we owe the debt to the bank for the buying the club, but we owe like 200 million in players that we bought on a fucking mm. credit card as well. Honestly, it's like we, we you could have got a better deal at fucking Wonga. Yeah. Like, we've been absolutely rinsed. Apparently, United had AAA credit. And clearly, the Glazers must have decent fucking credit yeah, because, I don't know about you, but I don't remember getting a credit card through with a £660 million fucking limit on it. £660 million fucking overdraft. <laughs> I'm in my overdraft. How much? Only £200 million. I've still got £400 million left on this overdraft. Left to go. Yeah. Lambo? Steve, do you know much about Beer Hawk? Yes, but I would love to know more. You, I could tell by you the way you, that your mouth is watering that you'd love to know more. Basically, they're a craft beer shop and they deliver UK beers. Well, not UK beers, but they deliver to your doorstep in the UK and you get a free delivery on orders over £50. Here's the thing, right? In 2012, they started off with a mission to bring delicious beer to the homes of discerning drinkers what across mission. the country. What a great mission that is. What a great mission. Yeah, Wake exactly. up today. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring beer to discerning beer drinkers. Exactly. And they've got thousands of beers available. They've got lager, they've name, got IPA, they've got oh, stouts. Say name they've 400. got Belgian ones. They've got real ale as well. You're more the lager end of the spectrum. I like the ale end of the spectrum. Yeah, and do you know what, though? Belgium's underrated. Not Stella, right? Mm. I'm not a big fan of Stella, but Belgium has got some banging... I had a brilliant cherry beer from Belgium. They've once. got some great beers. They've got great beers all over Europe, all over the world, in fact. Uh, beer Hawk is the UK's leading online craft beer shop, and they deliver the best craft beer directly to your door. Like I said, over a 1,000 beers. Free UK delivery. Are you saying I don't need quid. to go outside? You don't even need to go outside. And the thing is, it's about to get even better, Steve, because we offer 10% off your order with the code UNITED. That is U-N-I-T-E-D for 10% off at beerhawk.com. And here's another thing, Steve. Oktoberfest. It's a mainstay in oh. the beer drinkers calendar. Oh, but is it? this year... Can't go. You can't go. So why not have Oktoberfest at home? Because you can celebrate in the comfort of your own home with 
the Beer Hawks range of Oktoberfest beery packs. These are the official Oktoberfest beers, and they come with a stein for that authentic touch. There's also... They're sending a stein out as well? They send you a stein What as about well. a German milkmaid's outfit, or do I have to source that myself? Um, as far as I'm aware, I, can, I can't see one on the website, but if you've got one yourself, that would be ideal to finish own. off the look. Uh, Perfect Draft is the best way to enjoy your Oktoberfest beers. Perfect Draft is the ultimate way to pour a pint at home. The beer keg dispenser, able to pour the perfect pint. It's the best way to enjoy fresh, chilled, pub-quality draft beer in your own Cold. Home. Cold. It chills it itself. You load in your keg, you shut the doors, it sits on the chill plate, it cools your beers down, and they've got over 40 kegs of beer to choose from, each one holding 10 pints. So you've got a full, sesh, a full oh. sesh in there. Uh, and Join uh, us en route to Seshleyhem. Exactly. Are we having our own Oktoberfest? Is that what you're we saying? We need to. We definitely need we're to. Gonna. We're definitely going to. And after hugely popular demand, stock is now available. Under lockdown, they couldn't even keep up with demand, but it is back on the Beerhawk website. Make sure you check out Perfect Draft. And again, if you want to get 10% off your order, use the promo code United at beerhawk.co.uk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't believe... You must have incredible credit. To be where to the... Um, yeah, the, you get incredible credit and you've paid a billion and a half back and you mm. still owe basically the same amount of money. I'm sorry. What that's kind of ridiculous. interest is that? Yeah. Literally, they've got an interest-only mortgage. Do you know where you buy you buy a house, but you only pay off the interest? You're not. When we've not. We've basically made no repayments on them. On One that of the loan. comments says the the credit rate is based on United, not on the Glazers. Cool. Well, I couldn't have bought us. Yeah. I've got a super chat here from Lewis. And he says the team that started versus Palace was the same team that finished last season. How can we expect progress when our rivals strengthen and we don't? In fact. I was thinking it was it's not even the team that finished last season. No, it's, it was it was a worse team that finished last yeah, season. Yeah, I think that was probably the case to be honest with you. But I mean this is this doesn't sort of push away the fact that we probably should have beaten Crystal Palace. It doesn't do that, but everyone knows that the, the mood around the club and the confidence of the players um clearly wasn't there. The fitness isn't quite there. Um and it's and it's more than that though anyways. It's it's not just like you can lose to Crystal Palace on any given day. Fergie lost games to the likes of Crystal Palace. I'm not saying that Solskjaer's Fergie, but one loss to Palace isn't what's brought all this out. This has been a cumulative thing. And, and again... No, there's there's so many factors at play here, right? You've gone into the most truncated season that's ever been, mm. right? At one end, you've got a non-existent pre-season following only a two-week break where normally you get six to eight, sometimes even a little bit longer when it's a, a non um, international, international window one, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got a, a Euros on the back end of it. I think it is, yeah, it is the Euros, isn't it? On the back end of it. Mm. You've got all sorts of shit going on, um, let alone the accumulative injuries that you might have occurred from the you know, the weird situation coming out of lockdown and playing game after game after game yeah. under weird circumstances where like, I spoke to one of the medical staff at Manchester United who's a friend and he was saying not allowed to get hands on with the players because of COVID. Mm. Like they do a lot of uh, injury prevention stuff, massages and things like that in build-up, which they just fucking weren't allowed to do. Wow. And he was worried about the accumulation of that by the end of the season. And I think when you're looking at the evidence of what our season finished like, mm. even if that was a 10%, 5% sort of thing, yeah. there was some kind of impact of that. Now you add all those factors together that we, you know, we overextended ourselves. We overplayed the players that played too much. We had a, no preseason. We had no break. And then you're coming into this season, you're going to lose players like we already have mm. to COVID um, who need to isolate for a couple of weeks. You can't cancel every game anytime that happens to one of your players. So you was going to need a bigger squad coming into it just to deal with like 
the one or two that you might get weekly that are got to isolate mm. um, and lose a bit of match fitness. You need more because your players are getting a little bit more muscle fatigue because they're they're not quite getting the recovery that they're getting. The circumstances aren't quite right. You've also got the added factor of the the tough campaign we had at the back of last season. Mm. There's about five reasons why you should have just brought in reinforcements. And all right, I thought Gallo wasn't great yesterday. I thought it was one of the poorest games I've seen him play. But if you'd have more players in there that can just take a shirt for a night. Yeah, and also he I agree that it was one of the one of the poorest games I've seen him play, but he still made it so that Marshall didn't even have to be in the squad Correct. in a game we won. That's the point I'm yeah, making. Yeah. Exactly. So if someone gets the night off, you can't have twenty five world class megastars. There has to be variances and there's a space for everyone. Even the players that you're a bit frustrated with that are a bit shit, they're gonna come in and they're gonna take the pressure off someone so that guy gets a night yeah. off tonight. And that's what you is very good squad management if you're able to do that I think United are a little bit lopsided in, in a couple of positions and a little bit thin in a couple of positions but this was the summer where you have to push the boat out yeah. now this is the summer where Covid is probably having the biggest pinch on loads of things this is the summer and even at the st- there was a fucking briefing at the start of the window that because of the Covid restrictions mm. on everybody else United are, are cash rich advantage. and we can take Do you remember ad- that advantage yeah. we were meant to have Do you remember so how's that even, gun fucking disappeared people slagging us off saying it's disgusting how Man United are going to be taking advantage of Covid because they're one of the richest clubs yeah. in the world where's that gone yeah you can't have both sides of that in one fucking summer Christ no, and that's the the issue here is that we've we've gone from one extreme to the other with mm. them, and, and at the end of the day, is it is it the fact that Rona's affected us? Because this was the time where you probably get value for money out of having cash if mm. you did, like they claim to have early in the window. Um, because next summer, once all the TV revenue kicks mm. back in, once people have got fans back in the stadium, once you've got season ticket money and all that sort of stuff, everyone's gonna have a little bit more cash, which means that inflation happens in terms of football uh, and your money doesn't go quite as far again. There's been some fucking unbelievable bargains. look at the way Wolves have spent, the way Everton have spent, the way fucking Leeds have spent. Tiago. Leeds have outspent us. Liverpool bought much more sensibly than us and still spent more than us. (laughs) They've not, they've they've got a a bargain a bit in in, in Tiago. They've got Jota as well. They've spent more than us and it seems like, well, they're just, they're just filling a couple of gaps that they needed to fill. They've still outspent United, who in theory need to push Thiago's on. fantastic. Like I don't know what happened. What you don't usually get a player out of Bayern Munich no. um, before they're finished. Thiago's an unbelievable signing. I, you know, I made no, um, I didn't attempt to hide anything about them being me being gutted that they've mm. signed him. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah, and it, I said I think I said at some point during the window, Liverpool at one point in the summer were linked with Sancho. Werner and Thiago mm. and I shit it I was like that literally yeah. covers up what I see as a couple of deficiencies in that squad yeah. and probably builds on it and fuck me that's a nightmare mm. so very astute signings if they got them two have moved one has gone to Liverpool one clearly would have moved if United had wrote a check with the right numbers on it Werner or Thiago Sancho oh, yeah cool <laughs> I think to be fair I think we could have got any of those three I think Thiago had his preference at Liverpool, but I think if we'd have gone for him, we'd have had a chance. I think Werner the same. Not not that I think we necessarily needed Werner, but yeah, Sancho's the one, isn't it? We'll come to the comments soon. We're yeah, just we having a convo be- between us first. But yeah. get your questions in and we'll scroll through them but, uh, once we get a chance. But the idea that the, the richest club in the world or, you know, consistently top three richest clubs, usually Madrid and Barca and United, and we're in that in that mix every single year, is being strangled so strongly by their owners that we are being outspent by promoted sides. 
And not just we're being outspent and this whole thing of, well, there aren't that many p- players in the world who can improve Manchester United. The idea that we know who we want, we know how much they cost, and we can't buy them because the owners have strangled the club that much is an absolute disgrace, isn't it? It's, it, it's literally the exact opposite of, of what an owner is meant to do to a club. Is it like we are being killed by the people who are meant to be the ones that do these deals, that give their money, that offer this sort of like improvement. Like every other owner it's tends sicker, to improve their club. Yeah, right. I, I'm not a fan of the the regime that owns City, but the way they treat their football club, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, like we've said this a couple of times lately. At what point do you reckon the Glazers have got older Woodward and Judge and and even Ollie and gone? Can you be the best in the world? Mm. Oh, um, fucking not once. They might have said, well, what's the cheapest we can do yeah. the bare minimum for? And you can't shoot for the bare minimum when four or five people in your league mm. are trying to be the best in the world. City are undoubtedly trying to be the best in the world. Yeah. Chelsea, I think, might be trying to be the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool are definitely trying to be the best and, in the and world. And are already close to it. Spurs, I think, are trying to do it a little bit more on the cheap, but they're still saying, how do we improve? Mm. You know they've they've gone bananas on a stadium, which is a f- fantastic facility, mm-hmm. which puts Old Trafford currently in terms of state of repair to shame. Yeah, is it a fucking screen at Old Trafford? No, only tellers are inside. <laughs> um, you know, there's nothing like that no. um, at Old Trafford. It's been left to rot for 15 years, and unfortunately, because we're such an enormous asset, the only way we get bought out now is either by a fucking country or an absolute pirate. So that's why I think it's futile. As much as people are like, well, we could just buy it as fans. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, that's that's if we can get the money, which we can't, and if they're willing to sell it, which they aren't. Yeah, it's not like uh, you hit the club's valuation and they have yeah, to sell. There's not a buyout clause on Man United. No, like yeah, and and they're not enforceable in the UK anyway. Like, and if you want to continue that argument, Mister Barristers, come fucking be my guest. Which we don't because we're talking about other things today. Uh, we got in the comments. Uh, says, I don't think United will spend any money at all. I think they leak the Sancho interest um, to keep the stock price high in the COVID stocks. I don't understand the stock price thing because mm. they've sold their stock, generally. So who the fuck makes money on stock price being high? Unless they've you're going to sell they've it. They've still got stock. They, 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 the Glazers own, what is it, 60% of the stock. Yeah, but they're not selling their stock. No, but they... Not in large chunks. No, but they? they want... The, the higher the price is, the more their stock is worth, the more they can lend, uh, loan, the more they earn eventually when they sell the club. Mm. They want the stocks to be as high as possible. Um, we are a joke, says... Mm. Was that Greek? Says everyone. Yeah. The, the, Wait up. I don't know what that is, but Shushant says, uh, year on year, we sit before the window closes and the season start, and we crib on about the state of our club. How long will it go on for? United be dismantled bit by bit. And this is the frustrating fart. Pat, fart, fart. Fuck it, yeah, fart. This, this is, is the frustrating fart. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, it's shit. What is the frustrating part? Is that yeah? Because you're right. Everything that everyone's saying is right. Mm. This is the these are the custodians of this football club. Matt, Bis, Matt, Matt Busby literally built this football club from a bombed out shell in 1948 into the greatest, most romantic football club in the world when he left it. So Alex Ferguson took it on again and made it the giant, absolute ruthless winning machine that he made it in the 90s, and it's been in the hands of fucking clowns. And you know, it's so frustrating because. There's nothing you can do. It's shouting at the wind. Fuck off. Mm. Like, there's nothing you can do. It's worth so much money that it's not feasible 
for like why not a couple of us have a whip round? It's four billion pound. It's literally this. It, it is an asset so big that the, all the protests, all the, and it doesn't matter, does it? The protests don't affect the stock price, not in any meaningful way. They don't the protests, give a fuck either. The, the Glazers don't give a shit about Mate, anything like that. In Nothing 2005, the protests were violent. Yeah, they were violent. They were threatened. There were there was like arrests outside the stadium. There were sit-ins at the stadium. Shit got violent. Um, in hindsight, maybe the flash mobbing did work because some people who may or may not be sitting on this table right now were part of flash mobs that went to Labrooks, Nike, uh, A- AIG at oh, the time. Not me. And, um, and none of them sponsors anymore. Mm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. The, 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 the only thing you can do is complain or support someone else. And unfortunately... Being is that it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like it's my choice really who I support. It's too late for that now. I can't just pretend that I don't support Man United anymore. Like it's there now. It's got. It's too. It's in me now. I can't just stop. So we just have to do what we can and be annoyed when it's shit like this. And then hopefully we get a, a few glimpses of light occasionally. And then eventually, like I said, someone else takes over at some point. It just crushes me, mate. That we've got owners that don't give a fuck. Like the thing about sport as a whole as a, a a greater thing is the is the pursuit of excellence and you align behind whichever tribe you find yourself aligned to uh, and you want to see them push towards excellence and what manchester united's current ownership do is not push towards excellence they push to what's the minimum we can do the minimum is we can accept being in the champions league seemingly is their minimum mm. but they don't want to go well, how much to be the best in England? They don't give a fuck about that. They don't give a fuck about that. You look at... Sir Alex Ferguson was a guy that continually broke transfer records all the time. Mm. It was his favourite thing to do mm. behind racehorses, right? And winning titles, right? His favourite thing was clearly breaking the British transfer record. Smashed it all over the place. Knocked fuck out of it. Mm. The Glazers come in in 2005 and suddenly he says there's no value in the market. Some sensational value in the market mm. between 2005 and 13. Sensational. City got a couple. Say, and Silver. Man City went from being fuck all to winning the league in that time, so there must have been some value there. Well, yeah, I mean, Lescott maybe not, but yeah. company absolutely. I think Even Lescott was 30, was 40 million. million. But like company was 6 million. Oh, no. At the time, we were spending deal. 7 on Bebe. Yeah. Don't tell me there's no value in the market. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was definitely value in the market. And the, the guy that went from being transfer record bitch slapper mm. had a, a negative net spend. Like, he didn't make money under the Glazers. Sorry, he didn't spend under the Glazers. A lot of that was down to the Ronaldo price, but still, that was eight years of not making a profit. Sorry, of making a profit. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And it, yeah, and the fact that you can point to United have spent a lot of money in the in the post Fergie era, they have, but it's still less than most of the teams around. Right, yeah, us. but it was divested for fucking eight years mm. prior to that, so it's catch up. And because of inflation, means that when you're trying to catch up, you spend more. It was the same point I was trying to make earlier. When you think you've got an advantage because of people might not be cash rich right now because mm. of COVID, take advantage then. Mm. And it's like buying property. If you could buy property in a down market, which it probably is now, although there might be a Manchester's bubble. Manchester's different because Manchester's gone mad. But yeah, yeah, but if you could potentially grab hold of some money now or grab hold of some property now, you don't lose on property, mm. even through fucking bubbles and all sorts of stuff, unless you get right at one end of a bubble and then try and sell it on the day after a bubble. Mm. 
you're, you're not going to lose money. But if you can sit on something and hold it like a player, mm. you know, if you don't sign Sancho now and he goes on and scores 40, 50, you know, goals and assists this year, well, he ain't won 20 next million, mm. uh, next summer. You know, that the, these players, the inflation rate on players ain't going back. Mm. It's the, the same thing as property. It, it doesn't go back. No one's ever lost in that. No, they're not getting cheaper. So if you could afford to buy them now, buy them now because you're losing money weekly when you're not seeing your team perform. And like, you know, I'm clearly no fucking hundred million pound businessman, but surely you make more money. Look, look how big Liverpool have gotten over mm. the last couple of years. You didn't see that much fucking about Liverpool. Oh, now they're everywhere. Mm. Same with Real Madrid. You want to be all over everything and you want sponsors coming out of your ass. How about fucking win everything? Mm. Just be good. People want to get behind a winning team. And the fact that they've, I know they've spent a bit of money on Tom Brady and they've got um, uh, Rob Gronkowski in at the Buccaneers, but forever the Buccaneers were just a low to mid table NFL who gives a fuck team. They, 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 they showed no real urgency to turn them into the best team in the world either. They're just happy to have assets, like I said. We, to, United, to the Glazers, United are basically a property they own. Yeah. We're like, well, we've got this property. Needs we'll, new windows. We'll, 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 well, get new windows. We'll get the, get the cheapest windows you can because it doesn't matter in 10 years, they're going to be worth more anyway. Yeah. Like, they've had the, the club for 15 years. It's gone from being worth, what was it, 750 million or something when they bought it to being over 3 billion now. And they've not really had to do much in that time other than make it worse. There's a comment here which says, don't agree, no clubs have spent like United in recent years. Yeah, 80 have. million on Pogba, it's million on Lukaku it's not the budget available it's a due diligence it's a little bit of both it's a bit of both but other clubs have spent like United yeah go and look at most City, of the clubs Chelsea, City Real Barcelona. Madrid Paris Chelsea this summer um, Liverpool Liverpool outspent United in the noughties mm. and in the nineties you know that Liverpool have been seriously well funded um, it was only recently under Klopp that they didn't go that mad and then even then they started to go mad mm. you know it is a little bit on due diligence but it's also a little bit on lurching from you know David Moyes mm. to Lou Van Gaal mm. who, who did have an extreme if if we'd have had Oli post Louis the transition would have been smoother yeah. people like Daily Blind would have been part of his plans maybe even Memphis Depay would have been part of his plans Jose Mourinho though he's got his own plans mm. and his own plans are this this and this and that's the problem with Jose Lou Van Gaal I think left this club in a better position that he found it mm. yeah Jose Mourinho didn't. he's the only manager since Fergie to have done that um, and another, another thing as well, like you say about due diligence, stuff like we've, we've spent loads of money. We spent 28 million on Myron Fellaini. We could have had him for 23 million if we'd have bought him five months earlier or um, six weeks earlier. The same with Harry Maguire. Do you think he would have been 85 million or whatever it was if we'd have bought him the season before when Jose wanted him? No. He probably would have been 60. Yeah. Like we spent a, a record fee for a centre back. He wouldn't have cost that if we'd have bought him when our manager wanted him. And it's like, if or you, when he went to Sheffield United. Well, yeah, or or even when he went to Leicester. Yeah, when, yeah. Where did he go? Sheffield United, Hull, Leicester, Rose. Was it? I think he came through at Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, before he went Hull, yeah. then. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. Or even yeah, if you took him from Hull, buying players at the right time would be a big difference as well. It's not just we haven't spent money. We know we've spent money, but there's no trajectory. There's no plan. There's no structure in place to make sure that that money's spent wisely. When I'm browsing the internet. One thing that's very important to me is privacy. Now, no one wants to be going around thinking that someone's looking over your shoulder. You don't like it in real life. You don't like it when you're in a phone booth somewhere and it feels like someone's knocking on the door waiting for their turn on the phone. And no one even likes it when you're on the internet, especially when you're in the internet. It's a place that is notoriously struggling with security. People follow your every move 
unless you use a VPN. And not just any VPN, ExpressVPN. Your internet service provider can see every single site you've ever visited. Even if you use incognito mode, even if you clear your internet history, whether your provider is BT or Sky or whoever it is, in the UK, people are required by law to store all of your metadata. So the solution... It's simple. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes and encrypts your internet connection through their secured servers so your internet provider can't see the sites you visit. Now, I use my ExpressVPN on my laptop. I use it on all sorts of devices. And it's a game changer because you can surf in peace. You don't need to worry about what's going on, whether, you, whether you're going on Twitter, whether you're going on something a bit saucy. Whatever it is, ExpressVPN defends your security. It protects 100% of your data with the best in-class encryption. It runs seamlessly in the background, so you don't need to worry about logging in or opening some big app or it slowing your whole computer down. Just let it work for you. It's easy to use. You just tap one button and you're protected. It's rated number one. Uh, it's rated the number one VPN by Cena and Wired. It's available on all your devices, your phones, your computers, your router. All you have to do is go to expressvpn.com slash extra and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash extra. Expressvpn.com slash extra. Um, just going off topic, but it is one of the um, comments. Mm. And hang on, there's also Adam. Is Adam's just texted me saying, if you haven't read this already, uh, and he's put, we'll do a three-minute segment on it tomorrow at the start of Uncensored. We've literally just covered it, mate. <laughs> I don't know if you're watching. I guess he's not. I guess not. Because we've done a 25-minute segment on yeah, it we've, so we've, far. Well, maybe about half an hour. Yeah. Um, but cheers, mate. Um, the but the comment was, is anyone loud at the Paddock Games? So I'll just go left, and then we'll get back into the Sancho, yeah. the fucking Glazer rampage mm -hmm. uh but yes Stratford paddock are playing at this weekend if you're in the manchester-ish area and you want to come down um entry is free you can have a beer and watch the game as long as you're socially distanced there are no restrictions on how many we're allowed in at the games um i i mean there kind of is but there's there's literally no restrictions on us because of our level but we're adhering to the guidelines of uh, steps three to seven non-league clubs because that's the 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 ground that we're using they're a, a step uh, three to seven club so we're going on their guidelines basically uh we're doing temperature checks which we don't have to do uh, but we're doing that to make sure everyone's a little bit safer uh we're encouraging you to wear a mask but you don't have to especially if you're having a beer uh, and we're also uh, taping off loads of parts of the ground as well to try and get you to be um, in little pods uh, and distance as possible. And let's, you've got um, a, sta a seated stand on one side, free stands around the other way. You can stand on the terraces with a beer, which is novel, because um, we can't do that at United, but that is something that, you know, I don't know if I can do that. Um, I, d I looked at the rules, I couldn't see anything. But um, what, the manager drinking a beer? I was going to have a rum and coke. Yeah, should be all right. Brie, um... But yeah, if you would like to come down on Saturday, um, we will have the United game on beforehand, and obviously none of you are going to it. So if you would like to watch the United game in the bar, uh, we will have it on, on BT Sport, and then you can um, watch the paddock as well. And you can also get a watch along Where on, is it? on your phone. It's at Drollsden FC. You can get the tram from the city centre. There's car parking right nearby. It's right off the M60 if you're driving. Honestly, there's so many ways to get there. I think we can get a good attendance down. A few hundred. 
And we don't, we don't need many more than that for us to actually be one of the best attended matches this weekend. So if you can, free entry, live football in Manchester. Come watch Ronaldo, Cameron. Um, There's only one Ronaldo. There is only one Ronaldo. It's a fact. Um, and get behind the lads. It is the only live football you're going to be watching in Manchester for the next few months inside a stadium. So if you would, uh, we would definitely appreciate it. Right, back to the Glazer hate. <laughs> Any comments? Um, Louis Cave says I'll be coming what if a guy with a corona comes well obviously if you've got any symptoms we're telling people don't and we're we're testing people at the door with temperature it's about as much as we can do Um, can you pick us up on the way club needs discipline Um, I mean yes we do Uh, where do I watch the legend video we did record a legend video today is it out tomorrow should be out tomorrow should be out tomorrow Um, and they called us from space Mm, which is very interesting different unique yeah where is the Manchesterish area? M60 ish. Yeah. Uh, we need a clinical striker like Haaland. Well, yeah, pff, if we're not paying for Sancho, I can't, right. We couldn't get Haaland when he was 20 million. <laughs> oh, what a bargain he turned out to be. Oh, my days. Can you imagine phoning up Dortmund now and going, yellow? Right, yeah, I know you've already given us a quote for, for doing that yeah. work with a Sancho fella. Well, how much for Haaland on top? We'll get the drive done as well. Can we get. Is there any discount yeah, for buying two? Yeah, you like them both together like you do with shampoo and conditioner. Save on the shipping. Bargain booze. You get the same plane, yeah. over there, so there's like two grand saved. Yeah, save on shipping. You yeah. can share a medical. Yeah. Both breathe into the same tube, see what your maximum oxygen level is. Yeah, That's combined. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I much reckon Harlan's worth after the start. Is we'll give you 150 been, for both. He's been a bit hot and cold, hasn't he? Has he? No. It's pretty hot, on it? <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty hot, mostly not cold. Um, I would say he's probably worth about 70 million by himself. Fuck all the way off. He's yeah. got to be in the hundreds now. Do you think? Yeah. Maybe. He hasn't quite done it as long as Sancho, though, has he? Sancho's had two full seasons. Haaland's had half a season. Yeah, but like, the know. numbers are a bit ridiculous, yeah, aren't they? 40 goals. Like, he, scored, he scored nine in a game for Norway, and everyone's like, it's fucking Norway, and it's under yeah. whatever. And then he scores regularly multiples in games, and you're like, he's well good. He's pretty good. Um, Pretty good. Chris Smallin is someone who's been linked with a move away. And, and and Fabrizio Romano did say today as well that it does seem to be the case that United can possibly sign Sancho, a centre-back, and a left-back if we get rid of Smalling. What, are we playing the Euro millions as well, are we? I don't understand. Like, because I, I thought Smalling was going for about 15 mil. Yeah. So that, Wait, how much did you think Sancho, a left-back, and a centre-back cost? I thought it was about 15 million all in, didn't you? Well, clearly... Oh, that's again. Is that just us amortizing it over? Are we just going to give fifteen-year well, contracts again, though, out it to blag it? Though, it seems as though it's possible to declare all of your sales as money now, and all of your purchases as no, that doesn't count. Like that seems to be what clubs are doing. That's amazing. I think isn't it? Juventus and Barcelona both told, both said that the player they sold was this year, and the player they bought was for the future on the same two players. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure if we get rid of a few players, we'll, we'll have some space to I wonder how that phone that. call went down. Was it, it was Paris and Juve, wasn't it? No, it was Barca and Juve. Barca and Juve. Yeah. But like, got an idea. Yeah. Hear me out. Do you know that do you know piano tune you've got? How old is he? 30, yeah. Um, he do not really get in your first team anymore because he's, he's, he's 60 million quid. Yeah, 60 million quid for him. Yeah, we'll give you that and then we'll give you the same for our player who's actually quite good. <laughs> That's so genius, isn't it? Because that might have been... Look, I, I, we'd like him. He's near the end of his contract. Mm. We'll give you him in exchange. And then someone went, I have an idea. Here's an idea. And they're like, what's the most money we can say we bought these players for before we just get like, investigated as a club? <laughs> like, we, we're selling Pjanic for 200 million and we're buying Artur for 200 million. 
I'm someone at UEFA. I mean, I was going to say someone at UEFA would be like, "This looks suspicious," but they don't they're know what looks. Doing, yeah, gr- they're just ground up fifty pound notes, snorting <laughs> them that they got from Dubai or something. Uh, the kind of wages that United are paying mediocre players, no one's going to buy. Massive issue. Yeah. One of the reasons that you see a lot of United, let's say Berbatov, you know, unbelievable player, not worth two million when he went, um, had a decent length on his contract, but United wanted him out. Um, the reason why United let players go for so little. Um, uh, this is uh, I spoke to a player this summer who uh, left United and they said we'll offer you an extension um, but if you want to go we'll give you a free transfer rather than asking a fee for you because mm. uh, I think they get some sort of compensation or something but they he want, they wanted him to go so he gets a better move and, a, and better wages and United do that they, they say we'll give you the free transfer rather so than we kind of saw it with Sancho, uh, Sanchez almost didn't we yeah we'll, we'll give you a bit of a deal so you, know, you, see, you get more cash on the other end you know, you've yeah. been a good servant to us that's the sort of moves that you see sort of making and stuff like that uh, Segun Tabriz has just joined the academy yeah you can join as a member uh, and get some extra little perks mm-hmm. if you fancy um and he was saying, you know, they told me I can get a free transfer, but there's a lot of players at the moment, like, trying to play musical chairs. Mm. And this is not as relevant to United, because United aren't really shopping in that market, although I'm sure there's some decent talent they could have got. Like, the window closes on the 5th of October. These guys are going out doing a little week here and a little week mm. here, and before you know it, it's like 4th of October. Shit. You need to go and find a chair, mate, before the music stops. Also, I suppose with with free transfers, there may be a case of, like, we don't want to sign you till the last day because why would we pay you six weeks more wages? Um, to get you integrated into the squad and actually yeah. get some use out of you? But the, so Phil Jones is an obvious example of that. Chris Smalling, is, to a lesser degree, is an example of that. I would even say Luke Shaw is an example of that. Isn't he on like 200, 200 grand a week, Luke Somewhere Shaw? in that ballpark is the reported fee. That's a lot of cash. And this is the madness now is that there is there's a political game at play with players. Mm. You know... Um, a player comes in on a massive transfer fee. Oh, they're starting. They're mm. taking penalties and free kicks because we've just invested a lot of money into them. You know, you have um, sometimes academy players get the rough shot of that mm. because they they're seen as having no value. Or you have someone like, let's say, Luke Shaw. You bring Tellers in. Mm. Tellers is on a quarter of what he's on. Probably doesn't make us a lot of sense, does it? No. I bet so Luke you've got Shaw, to move yeah, him. Tellers is probably on about 40, 50, 60k. In yeah, we double time. that. Give yeah. him hundred eighty. Yeah. Um, and Luke Shaw's sitting there on double. Yeah, and all of a sudden you've got a player that's in, in Phil Jones as an example, which I don't really like using because I, I, I think he's received enough criticism down the years. But someone he's on reportedly again two hundred or so thousand pounds a week, who's just signed a new five-year deal last year. How is he ever going to go anywhere? And we've got too many players like that. We just sort of no wonder we can't sell players to get more players in because we've just been pathetic and ridiculous and stupid with the way that we've paid people. Hmm. And Sanchez was the, the sort of the pinnacle and the, the tip of the iceberg for that, but it's much bigger than Sanchez. He was the, the most notable problem. What was he on, 350 or anywhere from 350 Four, to 550, depending on which newspaper you read. But he was the, the shining example of, the, of a culmination of a few bad years of just shit we're scared De Gea 350 Sanchez 450 like well the problem is that at the end of last season Ollie's first season mm. we had um, we had was it 11 players was all due to leave yeah and the likes of Ashley Young was on that Phil yeah. Jones was on that but as well as Martial was on that Pogba was on that still is on that um, De Gea was on that and the club shit themselves mm. Herrera was on that offered everyone a deal and all the ones you probably didn't want signed it 
Yeah. And the, like the likes of Herrera and that and didn't. Yeah, still haven't. And and that's an issue, I think. Uh, and that's an issue that the club have got to sort out. There's something I wanted to One of the ones we did well with was Mason Greenwood. We got him signed up to that five-year deal last year. Yeah, and I I predict he's getting another one soon. I predict he gets one just as the transfer he'll window be, closes. He's going to be on 150 grand before he turns 20, isn't he? And it's a problem. It is a problem. Because you need a pay rise. Yeah. And, and like you said before about when you, when you talk about signing players and buying players, we're playing catch-up all the time. So you're playing catch-up with... Real Madrid's interested in De Gea, so you give him 350 grand a week. Then if he has six months bad form and he gets repl- or 18 months bad form like he's in now, he gets replaced by Dean Henderson, yeah. who's on 100. Your, your academy does You've its got job. A second choice goalkeeper, pops you up a player who clearly isn't good enough to play for Man United if he's not first choice. Who you're then trying to sell for the most money, or whose wages are the most money of any goalkeeper in the world? Yeah. So no one's going to go give you 100 million for him, so we can pay him 100 million. No. No, so you're probably going to have to take the hit on him so someone will take his wages off your books. Uh, and that's the nightmare, is because on one hand, you've got someone throwing out all of these wages, and mm. on the other hand, your academy's going, got a gem for you, yeah. and we're going, fuck, fuck him off. We can't play him because it makes it, it makes us look bad, yeah. and we lose money on this lad who's on 150 grand a week. Someone just asked me about uh, Stengs and said, Raul is his agent, I don't really have an opinion. Mm. Um, on Stengs, I have opinions on Raola. Um We had a fellow down here the other day. Was you here? Monday? Was you here Monday? Yeah. Was you when the fellow was here? No. Looks like me in the future. I don't think so. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, well, anyway, he was saying... Is it a ghost? Um, it might be. Was this your version of A Christmas Carol? No. Was it this, the ghost of Steve's future? No, because oh. I'm dead by the time I'm this guy's age. Oh, okay. The um, He was talking. Um, former United player. Um, absolute ledge. Oh, was he? Of course I was. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he was either. saying um, certain agents... He goes, he doesn't know for sure, but he thinks Fergie got rid of people because of who their agent was. Mm. And I said, like Pogba. And he went, don't think Pogba was one of them. He goes, he wasn't originally with Raiola when he came to the club and that. I think Raiola got picked up half- halfway through. Um, but he said he wouldn't have stood for some of the stuff that's going on at the moment with some of the players. The, the thing is, we're too far gone down that road now, though, aren't we? we and this is my issue we when we try and draw it back a little bit. We've, we've done a good job with the likes of Lukaku and Young, who's on ludicrous wages as well, and, and Sanchez. We have got rid of a few of these people. I think Ole has more of a grounding in the history of the club and what the fans expect from a team, a bit of team spirit, a bit of likeable players going on the pitch every week. Something that Mourinho almost seems to take pride in the fact that you are, you're all bastards and you don't even like each other that much. Um, Solskjaer at least seems to have an eye in the right direction, but it is, it's like... It's shutting the gate after the horse has bolted now, isn't it? There's there's so much at play. Like we can take joy in in good performances and good runs like we had towards the back end of last season. Um coming out of lockdown we came out so strong. You know, we can take pride and we can enjoy the football side of that, but there is this nagging doubt that rears its head as you come, you know, as you lose and as you come crashing into the end of a transfer window. This sort of stuff becomes really pertinent, and you go, look, this. We keep having these conversations six monthly. It's like an abusive relationship. It never gets resolved because we aren't in positions to resolve it. So in the meantime, you kind of ignore that you're getting fucking battered every time by your owners, and you go, right, well, let me just enjoy the football for a little bit. Yeah, let me. But sometimes, the for a bit. let me blame the manager for a little bit. Let me blame this player for a little bit. And yeah, but sometimes, sorry, go on. Sometimes, you know, you just have to acknowledge. And unfortunately, I've been having this conversation for forever. Mm. I was on the protest marches. They're not for sale ones. 2005. 
we were for sale. They fucking bought us. Mm. You know, and I was on the 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 flash mobbing and and all of that sort of stuff. You know, I saw all of that. I saw the division that was created between United fans. FC United was a a fucking huge issue that I didn't understand. It seemed like a lot of local fans supported it, and a lot of the the more remote fans didn't really get what it was mm. about. Um, I was having this conversation with um, with Adam on the way home yesterday. Uh, we was talking about obviously what, you know, with what's going on at Paddock FC. That we've got a few people that have they've come to every game, mm. and sometimes the match is more than the match. Mm. The ninety minutes is the match. But I've been on trips where we've not won and had a right good day. Yeah, you know, and I've gone to Southampton and not won and had some of the fucking best times ever, and. Uh, if you do watch on TV, this, I'm not saying this makes you a fucking better or worse fan. It's just a different experience mm. sometimes than what you get when you go travelling home and away. And and I think now we're all getting this frustration because all we're seeing is the TV stuff and even the match-going fans are not getting that match-day experience, which is why I, sometimes I think that the match-day fans are a little bit more patient yeah, because they started a good day. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jay mentioned it the other day. We got twatted... 3-0 at home under Moyes and had a right good day. Mm. <laughs> like, the football is not the be-all and end-all and sometimes, I think, because now we're all experiencing the same sort of thing, people just want to fucking vent and frustrate and you don't get that release. I've never watched a goal at home and celebrated like I have in the stand. No. Scott McTominay's goal, the last goal that we see. Except seen. maybe the PSG one. That's different. Because I've seen that reaction. That was a good reaction, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, but even that, same, is it? it doesn't you last as long. Cheer every single goal, even if it's the fourth goal against, you know, Barnsley. But it is, and this but again, you don't do that at home. This isn't this isn't criticizing anyone's fucking lottery of birth, no, and and where you were born, all that lot, and the money you have, and all. But that. fundamentally, yeah. it's a different experience. Yeah, of course it is. Um, uh, to, to be experiencing in the ground, and we all want to be back in the ground, you know, and even those that live remotely want to make the fucking pilgrimage mm. to Old Trafford and, and, you know, and I get that and I love that and we've met so many fucking people you know when we went over to Australia and, and Singapore and, and we've since seen some of those people at the match since like it, you know there is a fundamental difference and I think because that match day experience isn't there for fucking anyone now mm. I think you're seeing a real fucking boiling point coming with um, everyone just getting completely fucking fredders with how this club's being run we've got a few super chats there, get them let's have a look United have the top three most expensive transfer fees in history. Pogba, Maguire and Lukaku, money's not the issue. Well, it is, though, because we're also the club that makes the most money. Well, that's also not true. Van Dijk costs more than Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, Havertz costs more. Yeah. And didn't that fucking Kepa cost more? Yeah. Yeah, well played, we've got, we've got a, We've got some expensive players, but that's not... And that's Premier League history, anyway, of course... World history, we're not even, none of them are even top five. Uh, Robert McCormack's got a super chat and he says, uh, genuinely, who do I think we will sign and where do I think we will finish? I, th- I was very confident a couple of weeks ago and that's mm. eroded. I don't think it's impossible that we sign Sancho still. The fact that it's even, there was a few more above that. The, the fact that it's even still being mentioned by reliable sources that we, we don't think the deal is dead and that we're still going after it despite what Dortmund keep coming out and saying. I think it's less likely than it was six weeks ago when we got that initial talk show at an advanced stage. Um, I think it's still possible we sign Sancho. I think we probably will sign Tellers. It seems like that's one of those deals that it's cheap enough. It's sort of it's not under the radar because we all know about it, but it, it, that seems doable, even on a, on a, on a shoestring budget. Mm. God no burn says, Solskjaer's partly to blame for some of the renewals that happened when he took over. Is he, though? Yeah, I don't know. How many of those were his 
decision. You don't know how many were his decision. And also, well, if the owners come to you, you've been at the club for two months, and they say, oh, um, Phil Jones's his deal's about to run out. We think we should give him a new deal. And you go, yeah, that's a good point, because otherwise we'd have to sign someone. And then, they, and then they negotiate and give him 220 grand a week. That's, it's, it's hard to, you know, you don't know what was set up beforehand, what was told to him before the deals were done, those sorts of things. So it's hard to know what to blame him on and, and what not. We're not getting value for money um, or even payment terms from Dortmund. And maybe that's a great point, to be fair, because there are more value for money signings out there. Uh, but United, United adverse to the risk of signing the unknowns? Is there... Those like mid-level players, like someone like Alan who's gone to Everton, it's been two games, so or I'm not getting on board with this, let's all absolutely love Everton, they're finishing top four, they might push for a title, like some people seem to be saying. No, but they've they acted fantastic, good. they've and smashed it yeah, this season. they have. They, they've done very well in the transfer market, they've got one of the best managers ever there, they've got some excellent players, I'm, I'm very impressed by what Everton have done, but someone like Alan who was the, the top uh, tackle maker in, in Serie A for the last three seasons combined, Who's gone there for was it thirty odd million? He's gone Nothing. There for? Is it a bargain? Like he's the sort of player that we we've got one player that does that for us, and that's Matic. And then we've got Fred who pretends to do that, who can't really do it. And the same for McTominay, who both are better in other areas. Um, we need a player that sits deep, ro- uh, recycles possession, never gives the ball away, and can get a tackle in. We've got one player that can do that, and they they can find that player and and bring him in. Uh, for a team that's supposedly a lot smaller than Manchester United, because their owners are willing to spend the money on that sort of player, like I said, we don't seem to risk it. We either, we either buy Dan James, who 15 million, or we, we like spending a million quid on a 17 year old or a 15 year old. <laughs> oh, love that. Or we spend 70 million on yeah. a, a, a more proven player, or 50 million on a more proven player. Yeah. The, those 25 to 35 million fee transfers, we don't send. No, we, don't we, to make we took. Uh, Maguire out of Leicester and mm. he was like okay let's go and get Soyuncu how much did he pay mm. how much is he worth I don't know what it was but it, it wasn't, wasn't 80 it was million. not 80 million was it so mm. you know th- it's out there now I understand there is a risk and obviously mm. there's a commercial benefit to some of the players that United signed but the football should come first in every aspect yeah. and that's the the fundamental issue with the Glazers is we are an Instagram influencer mm. we want all of the appearance of being successful yeah. with our rented Lamborghini and not the actual trappings of success. No. Because, like, do, do you need to start talking about the engagement you got where you go, John, much engagement you get when you retweet 21 times? Yeah. How about that? How about that for engagement? You fucking, you have uh, a video which shows Harry Maguire going like fucking that mm. with a Premier League trophy. Count your fucking retweets mm. on that. No, count your retweets on Marcus Rashford top binning one in a Champions League final. Like, how many t- you could probably do frame by fucking frame of Solskjaer's mm. winner in 99, couldn't you, right? Mm. Now, let's say we replicated that with Rashford and Greenwood this year, right? Talk to me about engagement on that, yeah. please, Joe. <laughs> Fuck off. Just be successful. Yeah. Just win stuff. People will want to throw money at you sp- for sponsorships. I mean, look at Liverpool. Like I said before, Liverpool yeah. the perfect example. If you spend money the right way, you, you achieve things, you win things. People are quite happy to fucking retweet when you've won the Champions League. Like, we, we don't need to worry about that. Signing some player here and there or dragging out transfers. There was that suggestion that they like to drag out transfers to uh, maximise engagement with a, with a particular sort of uh, search phrase. Shit like that. Like, if that is even a fucking We're an attention-seeking bird. Imagine. 
If, if, if the reason that we haven't signed Sancho yet is because we wanted this to be the most talked about transfer of all time, we go and tell our investors, this transfer saga generated 2 billion views or 2 billion clicks or 2 billion interactions. If that is even fucking mentioned as part of it, for anyone other than the social media team, in it privately, then it's an absolute joke. Yeah. But that, it goes all the way back to that conversation. Has, there, has Joel Glazer ever sat down and gone, get me the best in the world? Today, your job is to make United. I want a 10-year plan mm. of how we win the fucking lot. Go. Have, have we ever done that? Or have we gone... How much is it going to cost me to get back in the if, Champions if League? If we have done that, go do the it. people who wrote the plan aren't particularly good, are they? Either we've done it, and it was either we've we've never done it, which is what it looks like, or we have done it, and the and the people who came up with that plan shouldn't be writing the next one. You get yeah. new people into write next ten years plan because this yeah. last one has been shit. Yeah, and if it if you're Joel Glazer and actually Woodward is the the dick that's not doing what you're asking him to, mm. fucking bin him. Yeah, simple. It, this, 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 the only thing, the only conclusion to draw is that Woodward is is that the Glazers are happy with the job Woodward is doing. They must be because he wouldn't still be there otherwise. We've seen that when you're not happy with Van Gaal, he's gone. When you're not happy with Mourinho, he's gone. Yep. They must be happy with the job Woodward's doing. Otherwise, he won't be there. <sighs> must be. Yeah. And all that oh, he brought in a, the only sponsorship deal that's impressed me was selling the rights to a training ground on a private road. That was impressive. Mm. Apart yeah. from that, you're United. I know. Joe had like obviously know a couple of agents, right? And they're sick to death of people mithering them to sponsor their player, like when they've got mm. a big one, and they're not interested. They're going for like your triple A star, you know, your Apple, your mm. Land Rover, or someone like that. Otherwise, go fuck yourself. Mm. Like who are you? Pete's plastering. Mm. We start at a million, mate. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Like this is the same with United. You're Manchester United. Do you think that United have to start like knocking on doors? Hi, would you like to sponsor a mm. football club? No. We can get you a picture of Roy Keane sat in a tractor <laughs> for 20 million a year. It's like, there's so many companies across the world that would that are quite happy to, to sponsor Man United. And it's not, and here's the thing, we're meant to be the biggest club in the world by, if you believe the numbers, I know you dispute them and rightly so, by quite a some margin we're the most supported club in the world. Or, we're, we're not even close. It's Barcelona and Real Madrid, and then it might be us. Okay. Well, whatever. However, it is we're the most supported club in England for sure. Yeah. If if we were by far the most money-making club in England, you could understand it. We aren't. We don't even make that. We, we we're like roughly the same as City now in terms of income well, each year. It's not that different. Well, some of theirs are a bit dubious. That's true. Um, lack pal pal it says thought United are coming second. Well, pal. Thought you should go watch the fucking video again because I heavily caveated it with providing that we get Sancho and the other people that we're linked with. Yeah. Context. It's important. Also, we might finish Asking second. Asking mum. We could finish second. If we'd, have, if we'd have been saying this after the Burnley game last season, which we could have easily done because that was another time, like I said, every few months it becomes apparent the way things are going at the club and you can't ignore it anymore. If we'd have said this after the Burnley game and people were saying, thought we were going to finish third this season, we wouldn't have said, yeah, we, they are going to. And th- we managed to. Like, we could still finish second. It's it's almost impossible. But like I said, if, if those things happen, it's, it isn't impossible. No. And that was it. Uh, Cam's in the comments. Hi, Cam. Hello. This has been rough, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a rough go, this. Super chat there. Should we super chat to play us out? Yeah, go on then. Uh, oh please get me that pick of Roy Keane in the tractor. <laughs> Google. Hang on. I don't know if he was still it there. Was but the one I saw. Oh, hang on. Oh, just got a text. Who from? Um, Berbatov. Dimitar. 
Dimitar. Um, <laughs> come on via Zoom or how? Because I am not flying now. What does that mean? As in you can't come here. You do it on Zoom. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, come on Zoom like now because I'm not like, no, yeah, I get it. Shouldn't really be reading private messages out on a podcast. Um, and it's Berbatov. And take that with a pinch of salt. There may or may not be correspondence with Berbatov. <laughs> Things can go wrong. Um, thank you, everyone, who has joined us today. Uh, for has someone really put you guys out? I mean, oh my god! Watch any oh my thirty second clip from this podcast, god. and you can answer that yourself. Um, what else was I going to say? There was something else we were wrapping oh, up on oh there, yeah. wasn't it? What was it? <laughs> oh, Keen of the Tractor. That was what I was googling. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I, don't I think it's Dwight York. Is it? it what's the tractor called? Um, what's the tractor called? Like it's got a name. Man United. It's, uh, oh, I googled this the other day. The tractor company is... Um, Yanmar. Yanmar, yeah. Yanmar. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the one that, I saw was Dwight York. That picture of Van Nisseroy, Roy Keane, and is it David Beckham, where they've all got the, the Vodafone phones? Uh, Key, uh, no, Skulls, gigs, and it might be Keane. Solskjaer might be on one of them. No, well. Van Nisseroy is definitely on one of them. All right, I'm not seeing yeah. that one. Maybe he's not. Right. Anyway, right, hang on. There were some on. great ones. I'm Googling. Can you remember that one where they did the advert and they were, Wayne Rooney pretended to be like Dave, uh, James Bond? <laughs> that was so good. Uh, one day I want to be rich enough to just get you know, sponsor United for anything mm. and just be like, right, what do I get to do with them? Yeah, what can we do? <laughs> get them to do this read. Oh, there's a communicado post there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, We've basically there's no one sitting in it that I can see off the top of these ones, no. but I definitely remember seeing Dwight York sitting in it for something, um, which is sensational. It's insane it? that you could even get a tractor sponsorship sorted, isn't it? Like, what do they possibly get out of that? The crossover oh. of tractor buyers and Man United. People just have a, sp- uh, a bud. There we go. Gadoosh, Dwight yes. York. That's an, as in an ambassadorial role, Dwight York. That's yeah, because it was only like four years ago that we did it. Right. But the thing is, like, United keep going on about they're so good at commercials, right? Yeah. What do we have a lot of at Old Trafford? Grass. Correct. Why don't we have a grass seed sponsor? Do you want your garden looking like Old Trafford? Buy bird seed for yeah. grass. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Come on. Mm. And, and they, they make, as you know, so much money on those pitches. They cost so much money to do. So there are companies. You think, well, grass seed sponsors don't have much money. They are making a shitload of money. How much is it to make a 4G pitch? Um, how much do you think it is? Write in the comments. Yeah. How much do you think it is for a 4G pitch? I'll give you a you couple know, of people like to get in. single pitch. Like you see it like a leisure center or you see them at Go on. youth, how youth, much, youth clubs and stuff. How much does a 4G pitch cost? Let's see your guesses. Yeah. 4G is the one that looks like grass and it's got the little bobbly bits of like sticky little... Crumbly black shit. Yeah. How much do you think it costs? Yeah. We've got 3.2 million. I mean, no. Come on. Let's no. not be silly here. No. 100 million, it's not 200 million. We've had 250G, 300G, 50 grand, 20 grand, 8 grand, <laughs> um, 6,000 per square meter. I ain't getting a calculator out to do that. Right, 1P is not 1P. Um, they're about between 400 and 500 grand. Because obviously, we're trying to look at facilities, and I was like, head, is it an option to get Paddock? No, it's not. In my head, <laughs> like, you can just buy that in a roll like carpet, you like no. very deep shag, and they just roll it out, sprinkle the black dots on it. And you sorted, but it's, it's maybe like, that's the one that's eight grand. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're flying down the wing and trip yeah. up over it when it lifts in the corner. Yeah. So if, if if one of them 4G pitches is 500 grand, how much do you think Old Trafford, which is like half grass, half synthetic? It's 3% synthetic. 
Okay. 97% grass, 3% synth- synthetic. That must cost so much. I don't know, but they had like one of them CSI tents on mm. the pitch as they was like sewing it in for about four weeks. Yeah. Just moving it like a couple of feet every day. Like when they, dig, s- like when they go <laughs> underground and do the, uh, the drains and that. Uh, and at Tottenham as well, they've got two pitches that rotate like that over each other. You've seen have that? They? Yeah, have you not no, seen that? No. Yeah, one of them slides away, and they bring the other one in that's got like the uh, NFL markings on. Oh, they yeah. paid a lot of money for that. So they? that's got. A, I reckon that's probably 30, 40 million for that. Anyway, insane. Yeah, see, so you call yourselves good at fucking sponsorships. Why don't we have a grass yeah, sponsor? But you know why they don't have a grass sponsor? Because it would say on the fucking pitch in big, like, dug in letters, it would say, like, grass works across the pitch. Good name. There's no way that they would let them not have it. They'd be like, come up with another name for your grass seed sponsor. Um, probably like Seed House. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Two, two, two excellent ones. Yeah. You're not going to hit a third home run. Um,. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, then. Blade Vision. Oh! Thank you. Thank you very much. Blades of Grass. On that note, we're going to have to dip out. That was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go check out what Dimmy's saying. Uh, and hopefully we'll get him on pretty soon. Seed yeah. Hut. Love it. Seed Hut's very nice. Fucking mint. Shag um, House Carpeting. Mm, Speaks me afterwards. Yeah. Um, right. Cheers for coming. Um, cheers for subscribing. Smash that like button. Yeah. Like it's one of the glazers. Um, check out the link for the Football Bureau um, Sancho Circus thing in the description um, and keep it locked to Stretford Paddock subscribe like all that good shit you back later for the uh, transfer thing yeah we're back tonight at 9 o'clock for Transfers Live if United can get their finger on a pen to sign someone uh, we'll be talking all about it. that's Alex all Tellers. we're lacking I heard Alex Tellers does seem to be Matt Judge is walking around going the pens I've had in here you got a pen has anyone got a pen 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 pen, pen. they've pulled the deal they've pulled the fucking deal that's what happened I've not even got a biro sponsor a lot of bollocks right see you in the next one Uh, bye bye Podcast Network.